This is an SBS audio podcast. SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. Hi there, g'day, and welcome to this episode of The Settlement Guide, a series where we help you navigate life in Australia. Whether you arrived today, have been living here for years, whether you were born in Australia or you're planning to move here shortly, this series is for you. My name is Claudiana Blanco, and I came to live in Sydney more than a decade ago, and I'm still learning about life down under every day. Today we will explore how to resolve disputes with your neighbors in Australia. Home is the place where we feel most comfortable, but this feeling of ease can diminish or even vanish when we don't get along with our neighbors. Sometimes a neighbor's action or behavior can have a negative impact on you. In this episode of The Settlement Guide, we will delve into neighborhood dispute resolution pathways and what you can expect from each of them, so you can decide how to best handle an uncomfortable situation. Generally speaking, I think it's a good idea to write a courteous note to your neighbor so that you have proof in writing that you have alerted your neighbor to the problem, which gives your neighbor an opportunity to do something about it. If things deteriorate or if they don't do anything about it, I think you should always try for mediation. Let's get started. Whether you live regionally in a big house with a backyard, a city apartment, or a townhouse in the suburbs, differences in arguments with neighbors can possibly arise. According to Barbara McDonald, professor at the University of Sydney Law School, neighborhood disputes regularly occur due to the nature of common complaints in our living conditions. I think wherever people live closely together, there will be neighborhood disputes. And sometimes neighborhood disputes arise even when people are not very close together, you know, even when they're a kilometer apart or something like that, because noise can carry across an empty space and a neighbor might block or obstruct entry to somebody else's land in some way. Sometimes a neighbor's act or omission can be a nuisance. But under Australian common law, it is not enough for a behavior to be annoying to constitute what is called a private nuisance, which is a dispute between two individuals. If a court is asked to formally resolve an issue, it will consider several factors, including if your complaint is trivial or unreasonable. For example, your neighbor playing loud music in the middle of the night or doing building work outside the approved hours can amount to a private nuisance. Or if you change the water course on your property and create an unnatural flow onto your neighbor's property, that can also lead to a complaint. But it always depends on the context of your surroundings, as Professor MacDonald explains. Other examples have been keeping animals that attract flies. I mean, obviously, this wouldn't be the case if you were in the country and farming areas, but it probably would be the case in an ordinary residential district. A lot depends on the standard of comfort that can be expected in the particular neighbourhood. That is an important criterion for whether or not something amounts to a nuisance. 
having a neighborhood dispute dealt with by the court should be a last resort. Litigation can be costly, time-consuming, and lead to more acrimony between individuals. Before engaging in legal action, contact the neighbor directly. And if things do not improve, then you should consider mediation. Support is also available from government agencies like community justice centers. Professor MacDonald again. Generally speaking, I think it's a good idea to write a courteous note to your neighbour so that you have proof in writing that you have alerted your neighbour to the problem. I think that would always be a first step to try and give notice that there is a problem, which gives your neighbour an opportunity to do something about it. If things deteriorate or if they don't do anything about it, I think you should always try for mediation. Melissa Haley is the CEO of Conflict Resolution Service, a Canberra-based not-for-profit provider of mediation services. She says for people involved in neighborhood disputes, mediation can have more benefits compared to other dispute resolution methods. This is because the mediation process involves working out the dispute and helps the two parties understand why the dispute emerged in the first place. It also assists the neighbors discuss how the conflict affects both sides and how to resolve and deal with future disputes. And that then gives all parties real ownership and a real empowerment to want to actually make things better going forward. And it's not something you can achieve when you go into an adversarial process where you have one person making a decision on what has just been presented in front of them and the parties that are actually in the conflict don't actually get to, to sort it out. Ms Haley says goodwill and the intention to work through the dispute are prerequisites for all involved. It is also common for more people than those immediately involved to attend mediations, such as adult children who are supporting their elderly parents. So what kind of resolution can be achieved through mediation? The whole process of mediation brings you up to an end point where you can start negotiating and actually agree to the outcomes. You write it in your own words so that everyone has ownership of what the outcome is and should give you a clear path of what to do going forward. If it can't be resolved, it might be that you need to come back for a second mediation because you need to get more information or something like that. And if it can't be sorted out, that is when you then need to go start using a more adversarial process to come to a resolution. Disagreements and tension between neighbours can be more complex when multiple people with different interests are involved. This can usually occur in the case of units or apartments. When Chaminda Kiriwatudua was living in Sydney, his apartment was affected by a neighbor's balcony leakage. One day, a test was conducted without prior notice to other tenants in the building. So that involves basically filling the balcony with a liquid. It's harmless, but it's got a colors like a red in our case. So then one day we happened to come home after work and uh, the ceiling was red and there was red liquid pouring down from the ceiling to the floor. So it was a little bit uh, scary. Uh, we were not sure what's going on. So it was a bit overwhelming. Mr. Kiri Watudua says he contacted the property management agency first, but he also sought advice from New South Wales Fair Trading. 
Working towards a resolution was stressful, as the neighbor who had conducted the leakage test was also a member of the Strata Committee. Although he eventually received compensation for the damage, Mr. Kiriwatudua says it came with delay. The agency didn't know who initiated it. It was a, one of the members of the Strata Committee, and because of that, the agency could not give out notice to the tenants, and then the agency had to track down basically who's liable to actually fix the mess that was caused. It took about three months from start to end, but there was no root cause or no accountability as to who or what was this incident to happen, but rather they did put some measures in place to allow for better communications in case of something like this. Melissa Haley emphasizes that when a dispute resolution takes place in a strata community, a decision must be made on how to deal with similar future incidents. But in any neighborhood dispute, your local council is the first port of information and referrals. Councils can usually direct you to a place to go and seek assistance. There will be mediation services across Australia, some private, some government funded, but your council will have that information. Other than that, you've got your legal aid services as well. And there is one simple thing anybody can do to prevent neighborhood disputes. My number one thing that I always say to people is go and introduce yourself to your neighbour as soon as you move in into your new property. And it doesn't mean you have to be best friends, but I think putting out that olive branch and introducing yourself really does make a huge difference long term. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Settlement Guide, written and produced by Zoe Thomaidu and hosted by me, Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide Managing Editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time.